Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Doesn't reaching anybody. What's with the blue check mark thing? What the hell? Like the water flowing through the stream. Like a cloud disappearing over the horizon. Like the ice melting in your drink. All Oh, man. Do I have to start the podcast? Kind of enjoying this. Kind of feel like just doing a long meditation and not starting it. But I don't wanna. <sighs> all right, all right. Here we go. Let me turn this off. All right. That's better? Worse? I don't know. Whatever. You make up your mind. But here we are back for another episode of the Living Artist Podcast, and yes, you guessed it, we are going to be talking about transients. Oh man, that is fun to do. I couldn't help myself. But yes, we're going to be talking about transients, or the transient nature of many things when it comes to art. It's not going to be like super deep, like the cloud disappearing over the horizon. (laughs) Very poetic. But we're going to be talking more about things that you kind of don't have control of with your social media and your marketing and all that stuff and what you can control. Because, you know, I've been hearing a lot recently on social media and beyond about you know, whatever algorithms and things that aren't working the way they used to work, hence the whole Mumford thing at the beginning. Oh, my posts aren't reaching my audience anymore. My hashtags aren't reaching anybody. I had that problem in the past. There was the whole ghost, whatever, banning thing in the past. These things are always changing and updating. The blue checkmark thing I was talking about, or Mumford was talking about at the beginning, that is like a new thing that Instagram is doing all of a sudden where you can just kind of like buy your own blue check mark. So it used to be something that was very coveted that only went to public figures and 
industry professionals and like famous people and stuff like that. And when you got a blue check mark, it was kind of like a big deal. But now you can just buy one and you have to, I think you have to pay like 16 something dollars a month to have the blue check mark. And you know what? A lot of people are going to do it sadly because, you know, they think it holds some prestige. And, you know, at the very beginning, people are going to be like, oh, look, his prison's got a blue check mark. But once it becomes a thing where it's just like, oh, well, anybody can get a blue check mark, it kind of takes the value and the importance away from it, right? It's like, if anybody can get it, if you can just pay money to get it, it's like a pay-to-play thing, then that's just what it is. I am on the fence about it. I don't think I'm going to buy one. I've tried to get one in the past, and I think it's because my name and my you know, uh, business name, PMSR work, are different, and I've had troubles with that. But you know, if it's going to just be like this, then screw it. Like, if anybody can just buy one, I'm not going to get one. But I'm also talking about audiences not being reached anymore and hashtags not reaching people anymore, like not being able to get any organic reach from these types of things. And that is a big deal because if you're putting a lot of your effort into Instagram or into another social media platform that's doing the same thing and all of a sudden that's kind of cut off or it changes and you're not reaching people, that can really drastically reduce your reach and your income and your sales and all that stuff. So once again, we've talked about it a little bit, but I think that it bears repeating and underlining and highlighting that you don't own your audience on social media. You just don't. These companies own it. And why I'm talking about transience, <laughs> transience, is because, yeah, all these things are transient. You know, a company might go bankrupt. Uh, a company might decide to monetize something like they're doing with the blue check mark. They might decide that they're going to want to monetize anytime you put a post up there. Or they might just, you know, sell to somebody else, then the whole platform might change. So this is one of those things that we have to constantly be understanding as artists and as like entrepreneurs and business professionals is that these things can always change. So enjoy it while it lasts, use it to the best of your ability, but also have kind of like a fallback plan or or have an audience that you're building in a way that you can control, like with a newsletter, like we've talked about. Newsletters are still very powerful, but you can reach people organically different ways like that Um, You know, even mailing lists, like actual mailing lists, like snail mail or, you know, whatever, going through galleries, doing flyer stuff, all these things. You can go back to certain episodes and listen to that. But the important thing that I wanted to emphasize here is just to use social media for what it is, like enjoy it, put your effort into it, but don't have it be where you put all your eggs into one basket. Like let's say Instagram is a big basket, you're putting all your eggs in there and Instagram goes away you're going to have to basically rebuild from the ground up. And I've known a lot of people who've just lost their accounts for whatever reason. It was a scammer or Instagram shut them down for some reason, bogus or otherwise, uh, or Facebook did the same thing. And I know they're owned by Facebook, but they weren't always. And these things were just taken away all of a sudden, just yanked from them. And they had to rebuild their account because they couldn't get a hold of anybody. There's not really any customer service that's easily reachable on these platforms, on any of them really. And I think that's by design because they don't want to have to deal with it. But it really takes a lot of our power away too of like if something happens, something happens negatively to you and to your account and it wasn't by your own fault, or maybe it was your fault, you made a mistake, you just want to reach out and tell somebody, oh, I made a mistake, I'm not going to do this again. You can't do that because you won't reach anybody. You have to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying all these different avenues. Maybe you know somebody and maybe that's the avenue you go, but they might not resolve your situation. And I know a lot of people who've just had to build from the ground up, back up. So I just want to say, I'm not saying like, you know, migrate away from a social media platform. No, I use them. I use them 
as much as I can. And I think they're great. They're a great resource. But I also don't just think that they're always going to be there for me. They're, they're not. They may not, or they might change. I might have to adapt and get on another platform. Just use it for what it is and be like, okay, this is fun. I can do this. I can get my work out there. I can get my message out there. I can you know reach an audience and, see, and show them like a peek behind the curtain of what I do. And that's great, but it's also fleeting, as so many things are in life. It's all transient. So just know that going into it. And if you have that awareness while you're doing these things, I think you're going to be much better off because you're not going to be crushed if it goes away at some point or when it goes away at some point. So what can we do, you might be asking. Well, that's great, Preston. Everything's transient. We're all fucked. So what can we do? Well, it's not that we're fucked. It's that we can just enjoy these things for what they are and just have the understanding that they are probably going to go away at some point or they're going to at least shift and change and evolve and monetize. Um, but I've said that not to beat a dead horse. What are the things that you can do? Well, I've already talked about it. Newsletter is super important. And I have a pretty solid newsletter, but I have really been slacking on it. I'm going to be the first to tell you that. And I'm planning on getting back into that game. I still have the audience there. I'm still growing my newsletter list, but I definitely need to check in more. I've fallen victim to the whole social media game mindset as well. And that's great, but I have to keep reminding myself that it's not my own audience and it's not a given that they will always be there. Sometimes I'm saying things on this podcast that is also just a reminder to myself. Uh, And if it's a reminder to myself, chances are it's going to be a reminder to a lot of artists out there, right? A lot of artists and creatives. But newsletter, that's huge. Grow your newsletter. Use your social media to grow your newsletter. Somebody who does this really well is Brent Estabrook. He was on the podcast about three or four uh, interviews ago. Go back and listen to that, but also check out his Instagram. He does a lot of really good marketing, and he does a lot of good funneling to his newsletter, to sign up for his newsletter, to be on his friends list, I believe he calls it. But that's great. You know, Do stuff like that. Use social media for what it is, a tool to funnel things back to your work and to something that you do have control of. Now, that's your, probably going to be your website. That's first and foremost because you're not giving commissions on your website. You want to be funneling people back there to sign up for your newsletter, to get discounts on your website, and then to sell to them directly through your website, through your studio, um, get people to come into your studio even better, pounding the payment, hitting the payment, coming in, knocking on the door, seeing the work in person, smelling it, tasting it, touching it. Yes, tasting it. Uh, <laughs> I like people to taste my work. Another one is, you know, I, I hate to say it, a lot of people, no, you know, I don't hate to say it. A lot of people frowned on it at the beginning, and now a lot of people, especially post-pandemic, are going like, oh, well, there's really something to this. And that is art marketplaces. I talk about them all the time. I'm on a lot of them. I sell very well on a lot of them. And yes, those are kind of like social media companies, meaning that they can go away at some point. But a lot of them are here to stay and a lot of them sell your work and you know, you have the power of like if you get in with their algorithm and you start selling well, you're also piggybacking on their marketing campaigns and their budget, which they typically have a much higher budget to reach a wider audience and they may take a commission, but you're selling your work there and that's an audience you can grow from there and they typically you know, will connect to your social media and your website too. So people are never really gone, but you can develop relationships with collectors through these art marketplaces, which can last even past these art marketplaces ability to survive. A lot of them that I've been with have been around for 10 plus years and I don't see them going away. It's just being with a really good gallery, like a really good blue chip 
gallery, brick and mortar gallery, uh, a lot of these are here to stay and they are also adapting and evolving. You know, they got onto the NFT thing. They're now struggling with the AI art marketplace and, you know, whether they should allow AI art, but I don't want to digress too much. There is importance in getting into these art marketplaces. If you want to know some of my favorites, I have a very popular episode in the past called My Favorite Online Art Marketplaces. I don't think any of those have really changed that much. Uh, I think maybe Art Majeure might be one that I didn't talk about as much, which I sell very well on now. But those are really good resources to be on. Obviously, developing relationships with really good brick and mortar galleries who are also putting your work out there and you know marketing and have a good budget as well to get your work out there in front of eyeballs, in front of collectors that you wouldn't be seeing yourself. That's a great way. If you've got a good relationship with a gallery, like I do with Shockbox, for example, you know that's great. You can work with them you can piggyback off of them as well. And it's it's a win-win for everybody. If you sell, it's a win-win for you. It's a win for the gallery. And that's the same with these online art marketplaces. But I would say first and foremost, on the top of the pyramid is your website, your newsletter, reaching people that way. Even that if that's just reaching out to people through an email contact form on your website and it's not a newsletter, somebody that you have control of, that you can make a list of people who've contacted you and you can reach out to those people. Easiest way to do that is a newsletter, but if you want to do it one at a time, that's fine also. But that's what you're going to have the most control over. That's something that you control if that goes away or not. And as long as you're selling art, as long as you are an artist, that belongs to you. So that's where I would put your bread and butter. You know, next down the list is going to be online art marketplaces and galleries and, you know, all those things like that, like art fairs, whatever you can develop a relationship with that is a legitimate source where you're seeing people and, and interacting with people and collectors, that's going to be important. And then underneath that is going to be social media and marketing, marketing online with Google and stuff like that, because all those things can change, can evolve, can up their prices, can take away your audience, can decide that they want to monetize in a certain way that affects you deleteriously. That's it. So I just wanted to give an important reminder that that's the way it is. And that's the way it's probably always going to be with social media. These companies might seem like something that's great that you're really enjoying. That, oh, this is my audience. I'm These people are my audience. I'm having a great time. But these companies are first and foremost companies and they are trying to make money. And that's going to be the bottom line for them. And that's going to have some effect on you, good or bad. And it's your job to, you know, take advantage of the good and plan for the bad and always have a backup plan. I always say it's firing on all cylinders. It's having a strong game on social media, on marketing, on art marketplaces, on your newsletter, on brick and mortar galleries. If you have a strong game like that, a strong art game, and you're firing on all cylinders, when one thing goes away, other things can pick up the slack. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about when we talk about on the living artist, staying alive, staying afloat, making money, doing well, you know, advancing and even increasing your sales and value over time. So hopefully this has been something that you've enjoyed. Hopefully it's something that you got something out of. As always, you can reach out to me on social media and let me know your thoughts, or you can just say, fuck off. And I may or may not do that, but I hope you're doing well and I will see you on the next episode. As always, take care. Bye-bye. Oh, wow, look. Woohoo! I just got my blue check mark. Oh, I'm really somebody. I'm going places. Yes, and now you too can have your very own blue check mark for $16.99.99. Operators are standing by to get your order today. Yes, I too have received my very own 
blue check mark. Please visit me at transients.af and get in the flow today. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.